What is the Podcaster Matrix? The Podcaster Matrix is your source for podcast media hosting. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. The Small Business Saturdays podcast. With your host and my husband. And my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. All right. Good afternoon, everybody. I uh, am excited to be coming to you live here on uh, on a Friday for this Small Business Saturdays episode. So uh, opportunity to talk some really good stuff here today. And it, it worked out to do it on a Friday instead of the typical Saturday time slot. So uh, excited to, to share today um, as the... Uh, as the joke might go, a, a, a rabbi and uh, a regular guy uh, started talking on live video about ethics. Um, <laughs> no, that, that's uh, not really the joke. That's what we're going to do today. I have a very special guest uh, in store for you guys, so I'm excited to uh, have him bring his uh, 3,000 years of wisdom to the, the table. I, I love that quote from him uh, as, as we talked and re reading through his website and whatnot whatnot. So i um, excited to do that here in just a moment. A couple of quick uh, housekeeping things for you. If you are watching live, make sure that you're commenting and then we'll get your comments, questions as much as we can into the broadcast here today and, and uh, get your questions answered about ethics and, and how that fits into your business, etc. So I'm looking forward to having your feedback as, you, as you're tuning in. Um, also, uh, just a quick reminder, let me do a couple things here in the background. Okay, perfect. So if you head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com, uh, that will be where the podcast version of these is going to be um, hosted from. And uh, very excited to get that started. Uh, we've got lots of videos and those will be turning into the audio podcast. So if you can't catch the video, you're not able to watch it live, you can download these and listen to all of the different Small Business Saturdays uh, via your favorite podcast player. So you know, if you're on Apple or, or, or uh, Google or, or wherever, tune in, Spotify, all of those places, you'll be able to uh, catch up on, on past podcasts. So this one will make its way on there at some point. So stay tuned and uh, looking forward to that. But again, check out smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com to, uh, to find that information. We've just got a couple of episodes up so far to kind of getting it started. And uh, we'll be bringing more uh, each week. They'll be launching a new one over there. So um, thanks to uh, Mike Wilkerson and uh, Podcast Matrix uh, for helping me get that part going. So, all right, guys, are we ready to dive in here? We've got uh, got a limited amount of time. I don't want to keep everybody's afternoon. This, again, is a special broadcast coming to you. So uh, appreciate that. Eric, thanks for jumping in and joining us here. Let's see if I can get uh, my notes in the way, of course. <laughs> there. Eric, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you telling everybody to check that out. So good stuff. Okay. All right, guys, let's, let's, uh, hi, Cheryl. Uh, we'll, we'll see you in just a, a few minutes, Cheryl. Uh, I'm going to be live with Cheryl after this. Uh, what time are we at again, Cheryl? I, I've got it on my calendar. Yeah. Two, two hours, I think from now, maybe one hour. <laughs> All right. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me here today, Cheryl. All right, guys, let's, let's do this. I've uh, wasted enough time and, uh, we will get uh, this gentlemen here. All right, here we go. So welcome to the program. Uh, Jonasen Goldson is the Director of Ethical Imperatives, LLC, uh, teaching professionals how good ethics is good business and the benefits of intellectual diversity. He's a keynote speaker, TEDx presenter, 
and community rabbi, as well as a recovered hitchhiker and circumnavigator, former new newspaper columnist, and retired high school teacher in the uh, St. Louis area here. So um, he's the author of hundreds of articles applying ancient wisdom to modern culture and five books, including Fix Your Broken Window, a 12-step program for promoting ethical affluence. So welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Aaron. It's a pleasure to be with you. Awesome. Well, uh, so as I mentioned uh, briefly, as I was getting started here, you know, I had an opportunity to kind of check out your website. In fact, uh, while while I'm saying that, I'm going to get that up on the screen for everybody else to go check out. But uh, great story. I, I loved reading the Who Am I? I actually read it a couple times, shared it with my wife and said, you got to read this. This is actually a really great story. It could become a book in itself, probably. <laughs> but uh, for those of you that haven't, for those of us that haven't had a chance to check that out, Give us the give us the story. Give us a little bit of history and what brought you to this place where you're an author exploring the topic of ethics. Well, I'll make a very long sh story as short as possible. <laughs> uh, when, I was, when I was in college, I studied literature, and literature is actually a form of uh, social science and human interaction. Uh, in fact, a recent study um, said that, that people who read literary fiction tend to be more morally focused uh, and, and morally oriented than people who don't. So it's actually for your for your ethical mindset to be Harry Potter, um, and I wanted to do something with that sense of, of ethics and purpose. Just didn't know what it was, so I set off hitchhiking across the country. Uh, did that for about half a year. Went backpacking across Europe for about half a year. And then I ended up in Israel, and without really intending to, I ended up in a rabbinic college. Um, changed my whole worldview. Um, discovered my ancient roots and discovered a discipline of thinking and, and reasoning and, and context to, to human uh, values and, and, and human society and human purpose that I sum up in a single word, ethics, right? We want to, we want to ultimately not just take up space on this planet. Yeah. We want to accomplish something. We want to leave a legacy behind. We want to make a positive contribution. And if we all do that, then we all live in a better world. And this is a principle that we can apply not only theologically, but in our families, in our neighborhoods, and in the workplace. And ultimately, after I, I, I stayed in Israel studying for nine years, uh, my wife there had our first two children there, uh, and then I uh, came back to, to teach high school for 23 years, uh, retired from that a couple of years ago, and wanted to take that experience of, of teaching and communicating and, uh, and raising the awareness of ethical values and uh, inject that into the workplace uh, and show how really, as you said in your introduction, good ethics is good business. Yeah. Uh, if, we can, if we can reframe our, our orientation, our mindset, the way we look at business to recognize the value, the ROI of ethics, then we're happier in the workplace, we're more productive, we're more engaged, and we make more money. <laughs> well, that that's fantastic. So let, let's dive into that. Yeah, you mentioned you know the ROI of ethics, and and before we got the broadcast started, you and I were talking briefly just about you know where a lot of times people are looking. You know, oh, you know, I need to figure out this tool or email marketing or or these kind of pieces of business. But really, when you kind of put the ethics piece first, that gives you so much more of a foundation. So so talk to us a little bit about about the ROI of ethics and and how can what you're talking about here really helped their business. Hi, I'm Kyleen, and you're listening to an episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. 
Do you want to subscribe to the Small Business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. There are tons of ways to subscribe. Click on your favorite and grab all the information about growing your small business. Well, I like the way you just phrased it. You're talking about the different pieces. And, and ethics is the glue that holds all those pieces together. Uh, if you go to my website, you'll see a kind of mantra that I put up right at the top. That ethics creates trust. Trust promotes loyalty. Loyalty generates passion, and passion drives uh, productivity. Right? And that means that if we create a, an environment, a workplace culture, where everybody is on board with the mission, everybody feels like a partner, Everybody feels valued. Everybody feels that their contribution is important, essential, and appreciated. Then you you don't have people who are just passing time. You don't have people who are just collecting a paycheck. You don't have um, the the disengagement and and the, and the conflict and the turnover that is costing literally hundreds of billions of dollars a year to American companies. I mean, the, the statistics are staggering. Yeah. How much money is lost? Because people don't like being at work. And <laughs> considering how much time we spend at work, um, it's good if we could enjoy what we're doing. And, and that really starts from the top down. We're creating a culture where everyone feels they're making a valuable contribution. Yeah. I mean, I have fortunate. I've worked in different environments. I worked in a school where it was the, the teachers against the administration. Wow. And, and it was toxic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just horrible. Yeah, um, and, I, and unfortunately, I was only hurt for two years before I got fired. Not too much, and um, and uh, and I spent—that's why I moved to St. Louis—and and I spent 20 years here teaching. Um, and you know, a, a school is a place where there's a lot of contention. Yeah, you've got, you've got the parents. Everybody, every parent needs an expert education. Um, you've got the board. You got finances. You've got community issues. Um, but I work for a principal. Who was, who was a prince? He was he was an extraordinary not just an extraordinary educator, but he he won he earned the loyalty of his teachers. We knew he always had our back. We knew that he would do anything he could for us. And and this was a school that accomplished incredible things. We turned out tremendously successful students, and it was a it was a privilege to be part of that. And that principle it can apply to to any business. Um, when workers feel like they're partners, when their 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 contribution is is something that that is not taken for granted, then they want to be there. They want to be contributing. They want to be putting their energy, their creativity into the job, and uh, and that ultimately produces success. Yeah, that that I mean, I, I love the the story about how you know you, you, at one place going to a next place and and really. Yes, still a school, still a school, but that ethics behind how the leaders are are treating the people that are involved. Like I said, you always felt like uh, the principal had had your back, and you know I'm, I'm sure the community felt the same way. I, I'm fortunate enough to live in a place where my son goes to an elementary school, and and the principal's the same way. You can just you can just sense it that all of the teachers know that he's got their back, and so they. They would run through a wall for him and, and us as the community sees all that and we go, yeah, th this is where we want our kids to be learning and growing mm -hmm. and being a part of it. I mean, he'll, he'll walk into, uh, I was fortunate enough to go to the assembly they had the other day and he'll walk into that assembly and the kids treat him like he's a rock star. 
You know, I, when I was young, a, a principal was somebody you wanted to avoid. Mm -hmm. My kids are, they look at the principal as, as like, yeah, oh my gosh, Mr. Musgrove said hi to me is the best thing in the world, you know? And, and I think it is that, that ethical imperative of just that trust, um, which I think is huge. So, so maybe kind of give me a little bit more about you know, okay, so we, we, we want to build that trust. H how does somebody go about doing that? What's what's the best way to kind of start putting your ethics first and your values first? Well, first you have to have a moral compass, and that's a more complicated discussion. Um, because as, as a society, um, we're, we're very fractured right now. Yeah. And and that's, that's not sustainable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> This is a country that was that was founded on, on, on a common code, a common uh, sense of, of right and wrong, and and it doesn't mean things were perfect. I mean, we shouldn't idealize the past because there were plenty of problems. But you know, especially you know, I think about it, oh, who was it? Tom Brokaw. I thought it was worth the book, the Greatest Generation. I think so. Yeah. Uh, and that was my that was my father's generation. You know, he. He, he went to World War. He fought in World War II. I didn't, didn't see action, but he was he was there. Um, and um, and he came back. And he got to work. Yeah. And he went to college on the GI Bill. And his whole life was about being a responsible citizen. And and that was the model that I absorbed from him. I mean, you know, he was fanatical about being being on time. Don't keep people waiting. You know, he he would uh, he he would. Be out of his mind today. <laughs> he was still around. I mean, it's, it's like people, people, other people just don't matter. Uh, people don't return calls, don't answer emails, don't acknowledge texts, uh, and um, and that's me. I'm afraid. Um, trying to shut that off. Yeah, no problem. I spent I spent, um, I spent an hour and a half online trying to get that fixed, and uh, it's still coming. Anyway, <laughs> that's, a, that's another discussion about ethics, right? If you can offer a product. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Make sure you can make, uh, make sure that people can use it properly. <laughs> yeah, I talk a lot about that, that customer experience and whether or not, you know, uh, one of my favorite authors is Seth Godin, and he talks about not breaking a chain, even though the uh, product may be out of warranty, the customer is not. So there's an oh, ethical yeah. thing, way to do your business and, and things like that. So. Talk to me a little bit of, then, you know, as, as you've been exploring this and as you talk to people and as you've seen things. What do you think the biggest struggles that people run into are, and, and, and how maybe can they overcome those struggles? I, I think there's, there's a, a mis, misconception, misperception, that we have to choose between being ethical and making money. <laughs> and, and if we phrase it like that, it's easy to see why people have that sense. What would we say? Nice guys finish last. Uh, no good deed goes unpunished. Um, it's, um, it's just, uh, you know, if that becomes part of the culture, then of course, yeah. you know, doggy dog, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to push you down in order to get up. Yeah. Right? And, and the mistake that we make is, is, is not understanding that, um, it doesn't have to be that way, that we, we can have a win-win and, and if, if as an employer, as a boss, I put the, the welfare of my people as a priority, I'm going to earn loyal, enthusiastic workers. This is what we mentioned a little bit earlier, but a few examples. Now, if people love working at Trader Joe's, 
They love it. Yeah. What are they doing? They're, they're bagging groceries. They're stocking. You don't hear about people loving working at Schnucks or Dearborn's. Yeah. I mean, they may not hate it, um, but you don't hear people talking about it. Um, people, people love working for Zappos, the, the shoe, shoe company. I mean, there's yeah. these amazing stories uh, about a company that encourages employees to do these things that don't seem to make any kind of financial sense. Like, uh, you know, the, the, the woman who, who was uh, this older woman, she couldn't get to pick up the parcel that was this, so the employee drove to her house to deliver it. Uh, I mean, you win loyal customers the way you win loyal employees. Um, you look at the way that some companies have actually almost become cultish in their following Apple, Harley Davidson. Um, so with them, whatever it is, the image, it's the, it's the product. But you can do the same thing by having a culture that, that just exudes ethics and concern and, and putting the customer first and putting the employees first. And then you know, on the, there's a, the, on, on the, on the ratings, companies that are rated highest for ethics are, are growing at as much as 5% faster than the average. It's just good business. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like uh, in the, what is it, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits. Um, the, the seventh habit, I think, is, is sharpen your saw. Sharpen saw, yeah. Right? So, oh, gee, I don't want to waste time sharpening my saw. I want to get right to the cutting. Now, the cutting's going to take me twice as long because I didn't invest a little bit of time sharpening the saw. Well, it's the same thing in business. If I create a culture where everybody's on board and everybody's part of the team and everybody feels that, that the success of the business is their success, naturally the business is going to do better. And, yeah. I, and I may be sacrificing a little bit in the short term, but I'm going to get huge dividends in the long run. Yeah. That, that's, uh, I mean, just a, a great message, a fantastic message about, you know, kind of changing that. And, it, and, you know, within this program, we have a lot of folks that are, are small businesses that, maybe don't have employees yet or, or things like that. But I, I think just being able to kind of exude that, that feeling of, you know, you be part of my success because we're doing this together and I care about you, the customer, I care about you, the vendor that I work with. And, you know, instead of going and beating up your vendors or, or, or whatever the case may be, it's a partnership. If everything's a partnership and you know, I, I always like to talk about the, the rising tide, you know, raises all boats. And, and mm -hmm. I think that's a, like you said, it's just good business. So, um, you know, yeah, kind there's, of there's, there's, there's a, a story in, 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 uh, in Jewish history um, about a rabbi who uh, was a businessman. And someone came up to him and who was selling him, and he was diamonds or something, some kind of jewels, and made him an offer. Well, when he came up, he didn't realize it, but the rabbi was in the middle of saying prayers. And this fellow didn't, didn't notice that he was, you know, he just thought he was gay for me or something. And, um, and the rabbi didn't answer him. He didn't want to interrupt his prayers. But, he, but when he heard the offer, he said, that's a fair offer. I'll sell it for that, and I'll tell him as soon as I finish my prayer. Okay. I thought that, oh, this rabbi, he must think I offered him too little. So he, he offered him more. <laughs> and the rabbi still didn't answer. So he offered him more. And finally, the rabbi finished, and he said, I'll take the deal, but I'll take it on the first price you said. Because... That I made up in my mind that that was a fair price, and and uh, and I agreed to, to myself that I would sell it for that. Yeah. Now you know here's something where 
I think none of us would say that he was required to do that. I don't know how many of us would do that. That'd be a hard one. <laughs> but, but can you imagine this other, this other uh, businessman yeah. thinking, boy, this is somebody I want to do business with because I know he's never going to take advantage of me. He's never going to try to cheat me. And I'm always going to get an honest deal. Yeah, that, that building on the long-term thing, I think a lot of times gets lost in so, sort of the heat of of the moment, you know, where you want to try to do the best that you can. Um, but but looking at that long-term relationship as opposed to the short-term transaction makes a, a huge uh, difference for, for people's success. So I uh, love that story. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so one of the things I wanted to also kind of talk to you about, we've kind of alluded to a little bit, maybe even covered it slightly, but uh, profit can kind of be considered a, a dirty word. <laughs> I guess some, some people might think that. It, a gentleman I had on uh, my podcast this morning was talking about a new template that he's coming out with, and he, he actually came out and apologized for the fact that he was going to charge people for it. And everybody was like, Jay, you're bringing great information. You absolutely should charge for that. You, you know, there's a value to that. Maybe help us through this ethics and, and the way that uh, to kind of balance that that kind of getting paid versus not taking advantage of people uh, kind of maybe just expand on that for us well that's uh, I mean I'm all in favor of making money <laughs> I'd like to make more of it myself um, and and while I don't I don't you know I'm, I'm bringing a, um, a mindset of business uh, to the table okay um, there are a lot of things about business that, that I really uh, don't want to express too much opinion about this. There are people who are way more knowledgeable about it than I am. But there are all kinds of models. I mean, there's a model of giving stuff away, not out of altruism, but as a marketing plan. Yeah. And so if I give away some stuff, people will recognize how good it is, and then they'll come back to me and buy the stuff that's that's the next notch up. Um, if that works, great. But you're not you're not giving it away to be nice. Yeah. You're giving it away as part of a of a business plan, yeah, and at the, and, and and it's good business if that if that model works for you. Um, but if I'm investing time and money into something and energy and thought and creativity, and I'm, I'm providing a service or a product that's going to help people, of course, yeah. uh, I'm supposed to get paid for that. That's sure. that's the way the world is supposed to work. And I'm not supposed to be I'm not supposed to feel guilty about making a pro, uh, profit. Um, I, I could feel guilty if I'm making a huge profit, and I'm not putting some of that back into, into society to help those who, who don't help themselves. Uh, yeah. you know, but that's that's why there's charity, <laughs> and that's why traditionally charity is something that was in the private sector. Because you know, when you when you look at the the most successful businessmen at service company, Rockefeller and Carnegie, um, they were ruthless businessmen. But towards the end of their lives, they started giving away massive amounts of money back into society. So, so we've got to compartmentalize these two ideas in our minds. Okay. And, and also, you know, there's another point of philosophy that when you give things away, um, or if you underprice yourself, often people will feel that this isn't something of real value because they didn't have to invest in it. Whereas if you pay for something, all of a sudden you feel, I want to get the money's worth. Yeah. So there's even the psychology of success that comes from charging people what something's worth yeah. 
asking a fair price, getting a fair price, because then the, the consumer recognizes the value and is more likely to take advantage of it. So it ends up being in the consumer's best interest as well. Nice, nice. Perfect. That's a perfect way to, to describe that, that balance between, you know, like you said, profit, there's, it's not a dirty word. You should get value for what you're providing. But at the same time, if you're not just chasing profit all of the time at, at all costs, then you have that ethical balance between profit and doing the right thing. I think that's, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So what's, let's talk a little bit about what, uh, what you've got going on. What's, uh, what's the latest in, in your world? What are you working on right now? What, what can people look for from, from you if they head over to your website? Well, I try to put out a, uh, an article once a week. Um, I'm actually going to be taking a few weeks off because we're getting a Passover holiday, which is uh, fairly time-consuming. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I've, uh, I mentioned to you earlier, I've completely reconfigured my keynote. Um, so uh, I'm scrambling to get that together. I'm presenting <laughs> it at a business expo in, uh, in, in Illinois uh, early in May. Nice. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a tremendous labor of love for me because... I'm trying to, to take the ancient wisdom that I've learned, the, the wisdom of King Solomon, the, the wisdom of the sages, and demonstrate how you don't have to reinvent the wheel. The, the lessons of wisdom have been around for a long, long time. The hard part is updating the language. Yeah. Because if you read, it, read the original, sometimes it just seems a little bit uh, hard, to, hard to access. Yeah. Uh, that's, it's, that's, that's a thrill for me to be able to show how. Some something that was taught three thousand years ago could be so immediately relevant to us in our jobs, in our work, in our lives. Uh, is to see that professional audiences can be energized by that message. That, that's a thrill. Nice. Uh, and then in a, a few days after that, I've got a TED talk in Colorado Springs. Wonderful. One of my my classes is called Ethical Communication, okay. which is that when I'm talking and you. you if you want to see unethical communication, just just look at the world of politics. Um, <laughs> you know, people screaming at each other, <laughs> and nobody's listening, and nothing's getting done, nothing's getting accomplished, and then uh, you're, you're evil. No, you're evil. Um, you know, to communicate ethically means that I have to express myself in a way that someone can hear me and understand me, even if they haven't already bought in to what I'm saying, and I have to be able to rearticulate what they say so that they know I'm listening to them and I understand them. And then we can start to find some common ground and work together towards common solutions. So I'm excited about being able to present that idea on the TED stage. Um, and then uh, we get down to the, the business of business. Nice, nice, great. So uh, websites scrolling across the bottom of the video here right now. And it, uh, for those of you that are going to be listening to the podcast version of this, it is uh, Y-O-N-A-S-O-N, Goldson, G-O-L-D-S-O-N.com. And uh, anywhere else where people can follow along or that's the best place to kind of tune in and because I, I want to see this TED Talk. Where, where do I go find out more about that? Oh <laughs> uh, Well, that'll be up on my website when, it's, uh, when, it's when it goes live, which will okay. probably be in June, I hope. Perfect. Um, people can look for me on Instagram. I have a lot of uh, almost daily um, Instagram messages on ethics. Um, it's also Jameson Bolson, so the same, uh, the same name there. Perfect. Um, I'm, on, I'm on LinkedIn, a little bit on Facebook, not too much. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, it's uh, if, they, if you look for me, you can find me. And uh, yeah. anyone who wants to reach out, uh, I'm always happy to start a conversation. 
Wonderful. Wow. Great information. Thank you so much for your time today. And uh, definitely everybody get over to uh, check out that website. I know I've got it bookmarked and uh, I, I didn't uh, didn't catch the Instagram until now. So that'll be my next uh, stop here is uh, getting connected there. So thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Aaron. It's been a pleasure. Wonderful. Wow. Great information. Again, to me, this is just building these foundations and having an opportunity to share and having an opportunity to connect uh, good people and, and, and kind of get, you know, like I mentioned during the show, the, the rising tide of, of all things of business, you know, we can all help each other out. And, and that's what I love about the, the different communities that I get to be a part of through this, through two regular guys, uh, through what I'm doing, pick the gift, all, all that kind of fun stuff. So uh, great information. You guys take all that in. Get, make sure that uh, you know you've got your core value, your ethics, what you stand for, and uh, you know, and live and breathe that. And I, I think, uh, based on what we just learned today, that is good business. So, all right, guys. Well, uh, if you need to reach out to me, I'm going to pop my email address up there. It's Aaron at Montco Consulting. Uh, so, if you missed anything or need uh, need any other information, feel free to to reach out to me directly, and I will make any connections you need and. Um, I will look forward to talking to you guys again next Saturday. And um, it's been an awesome afternoon. Thanks for tuning in for the special show. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.